Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. All right, Skiz, we are back once again with Gemini Tay in the house. And uh, hello. We, we of course, as, as usual, just have too much to talk about when we have guests on. Yeah, we have yeah. To split this one up again. So thanks for your patience, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into some fun stuff today. I know I know we exhausted maybe didn't fully exhaust the TwitchCon experience with those two podcasts a couple weeks ago, but I'm sure there was stuff we missed. And I would love to hear Jem's uh, take on the entire experience because I mean, coming from from Newfoundland, that's a that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a trip for you to go to Las Vegas. Uh, and maybe a little bit of a, a shock as far as culture shock. Culture shock, yeah. yeah. I guess that's the right way for it. Yeah, America's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way to start. Well, there's the <laughs> thumbnail. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I will. I'll, let me digest that. We'll see, uh. <laughs> but yeah, that must have been quite quite an experience for you being being from a small you know community in, in Newfoundland to like the big sights and sounds of vegas sounds for sure oh, yeah. um but yeah tell us about tell us about that like uh when you when you did decide to go to twitchcon uh what what was like the main thing that either concerned you or you were looking forward to uh was there a bunch of anxiety in the travel i mean how often do you get to experience this kind of stuff I love traveling, so I wasn't anxious about the travel itself, but I'm definitely very socially anxious. I was definitely worried about meeting everybody, meeting you guys, but even more so meeting fans. And I feel like there's a certain anxiety of like living up to the expectation of my Minecraft character, who is pretty perfect because it's a Minecraft character. can't <laughs> do anything versus the human who has to show up and like try not to be disheveled after 12 hours of travel. I was a little anxious about that, but in general, I mean, it was amazing. Vegas is amazing. I, I like going to America. The The food is always interesting. The sights and sounds, the desert, the mountains, the, all the dirt. It's so, there's so much dirt. <laughs> the dirt was there's amazing. There's so much dirt. I love, I love the, <laughs> the dirt. No, actually. You have no grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, where we're from, you know, Phoenix is, is really, we, we drove, as you know. Uh, and so it, the drive is short enough that, like, the, the terrain and everything is really similar yeah, yeah. To, to what we have here dirt, in Phoenix. Dirt, rock, cactus, dirt, rock, cactus, yeah. dirt, yeah. Yeah, the whole drive, that's all it was, was dirt the it entire was, way. It's crazy. Do you know what I noticed? Like, one of the first things I noticed, I didn't mention it to you, but we were walking from the hotel, and there's a parking lot, and there's cars parked in the parking lot, and they were dusty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cars here don't get dusty because it rains all day. Oh, wow. I want to so, go to like, Newfoundland. Was, yeah. <laughs> I was just I was looking at the cars and I was like there there's like dust laying on them but they've been moving but it's still dusty like the air is just dirty so, in ways that it doesn't happen here. Well <laughs> so that's what's interesting that, that something that we have um here especially in Arizona that people don't know about is it's 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 a weird name but it's called a haboob. It's an actual storm occurrence where it's quite literally a giant wall of dirt that just consumes the city. It's pretty amazing when it's, it happens. It's crazy. And when, and when it happens, you you need to pull over. Like yeah. you, if you're driving, you got to pull over because sometimes your visibility will go from thousands of feet down to hundreds of feet, down to a hundred feet, down to 10 feet, down to, I can't see the hood of my car. Yeah. And it happens within seconds. So you got to pull over and just hope nobody smashes into you. It's, it's scary. Yeah, they have to like remind people like when you do pull over, don't like, like make sure you turn your lights off because off. people will think, that yes. they that it's just your brake lights in front of them oh. as they're driving and they'll smash into yeah. the back. Of I'll follow you. that car smash. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's it, a crazy. Yeah, experience. we have we have some crazy stuff happen here. But I mean, what I saw from some of the footage that I've seen you take around Newfoundland is it seems like it's 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 kind of like you mentioned a lot of rain and uh, kind of cloudiness to it to where we get we do get a lot of sunlight and we barely get rain. Right? It's kind of the opposite. Is that um is that because we hear stories about like people that live in Seattle? That's what I can kind of mm -hmm. compare it to, where it's like overcast all the time. Is is do you feel like the that overcast makes you feel a certain way differently than when you were like in Vegas and it was sunshine? No, I really like the climate in Newfoundland, and we aren't like Seattle. We're almost 
a little bit more like England, like a, a very mild climate because mm. the ocean is right there. So it does get wet, but we get sun here too. We get okay. we get nice sunny days. It's not like crazy foggy. There's some areas in Newfoundland that are really foggy. The airport is one of them. They built an airport in the worst spot in the world here in Newfoundland. Oh, no. <laughs> it's always foggy. But um, only people from Newfoundland will understand that. <laughs> that's, that's one of those. But yeah, the, the climate there was crazy. Do you know what I noticed? First thing, my hair. I have curly hair. <laughs> oh, it loved it. It was so good. It wasn't humid. Like my hair swells up so much with the water here. I like didn't wash my hair the whole time I was there because I didn't have to to reset the curls. It's like a normal thing. If you have curly hair, like you, you need to get it wet to like form the curl pattern. And then throughout the day, the curl pattern like goes if you have looser curls. But it was so nice waking up the next day. I was like, oh, my hair is still it's still curly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the best day ever. Uh, so a long, long trip for you. You said it was like a 12 hour trip. I think you had a, uh, you had to stop somewhere. Like yeah. It doesn't planes. have to be, but the thing about Newfoundland is you can't fly direct to a lot of places. You can fly direct mm -hmm. to some place. Like if you want to go to Toronto, you can get there direct, but like you want to get to Vegas, you're probably not doing direct. I don't think I saw a single direct option. So it means you got to stop somewhere. Sometimes you got to stop in two places. I choose to stop in one place for a longer time rather than two places for a shorter amount of time. So it ended up being like a three and a half hour flight, a three and a half hour stopover, like four hour stopover, and then a six or seven hour flight or something like that. So it's a long day. I think it's I would have. I think I would have done the same thing if yeah. I was you because. Like traveling is it, it brings a lot of anxiety for me because I don't do it too often. And so when I do do it, uh, I, I don't want to feel like I could miss a flight, you yes. know, and stuff like that. Uh, and so I think I probably would have done the same thing. I've just been like, OK, I'm going to get to this place and have a three hours. And if I'm sitting at the gate for three hours, at least I know I'm not going to miss the flight. You know, yeah, and it's I'm way sure less anxious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you did mention, uh, Jen mentioned to me that before she left, she downloaded our podcast hey to listen to during that. So during your during your layover, were you were you catching up on the Infant Skids podcast? I listened to the one with Exuma. Nice, I believe. Hey. I think you had just put out his like first episode. That's awesome. Yeah, Azuma was a fantastic guest on the mm -hmm. show. I mean. Uh, that dude is that dude just has so many so many like positive things in his head like he's he was he was great he was um I, I i learned a good deal in that podcast that was fun yeah yeah I, I i didn't expect to see like a side of him that i hadn't seen before because i've known him for a long time but that's one of the things that we love about having guests on the podcast is is we typically get to know all of our guests like in a, in a way we never saw coming. Yeah, yeah, which and, we're doing here. And, that, and yeah. one of the things, so you said once you arrived in Vegas and you were talking about, look at all these mountains, that took me as a surprise because for some reason I had this picture <laughs> that too. Newfoundland was just like loaded with mountains. Yeah. And that's just not the case. No, well, Canada's very large, as you know. Big, big country. So there are mountains um, in BC, like over above Washington. Obviously, you've got those mountains. That's the most mountains, I guess. Newfoundland is hilly and it does have mountains, but it's got like flat top mountains because of the glaciers that went over top of Newfoundland during the Ice Age, like really just scraped the whole top off of the island. Hmm. So you've got like nice fjords and stuff, but it's not mountains in the way that you have mountains with the big peaks at the top. Like those are so cool we just uh, don't have that that is cool yeah i i, I loved it because i think i don't know if it was on discord or what but like the first so you got there late you, you flew, by the time you got to vegas it was like dark out right um yeah we didn't get it we didn't get a chance to like meet you the night you you flew in because it was already kind of late by the time you got to your room but so then you your first view of Vegas was in darkness, but then you woke up in the morning at what? 3 a.m. Because you were on Newfoundland time still. Yeah, I uh, still couldn't see it then either. But then when the sun finally <laughs> came up, we get a message in Discord. The mountains. <laughs> I was like, what? That's too funny. That there was... were mountains. It was awesome. <laughs> that was so great. Um, one thing I regret is is we didn't we were so busy with TwitchCon. We'll get into like what we were doing the whole time, but we were so busy with TwitchCon, we didn't really get a chance to do um, some of the fun like Vegasy stuff. You know, she didn't get to go to, in front of the Bellagio. And maybe you did without us, but and see the Fountain Show. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Like I don't remember stepping foot on the actual Vegas Strip. I don't think we did. Like the I concrete sidewalks yeah. outside. Like we were near the convention center, and that's different, but. 
Um, didn't get a chance to go to any like Vegas shows, Cirque du Soleil. There really wasn't bandwidth for that. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is a bummer. I, so I think, I don't know about you, but after that like, long trip, it almost feels like it would have been a little bit smarter for us to like allocate non-con time. You know what I mean? Non-convention time, like a like stay there an extra week or something. Yeah. Uh, I think going even just a day early. Yeah. Yeah. Would have had a free day to do something. Just a free day to go do all that. Go experience all that. We have to things. log this away because when there's an, yeah. another event in the future, we need to keep this stuff in mind. You yeah. know, that's that's just For sure. the way it is. Yeah. For sure. So um, so yeah, you got there late Thursday. So we didn't get a chance to actually uh, meet each other in person until basically MCC on MCC, on yeah. Friday. I came backstage and you were already there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a trip because I was, yeah, I'd checked in and, and there's like this little backstage holding area for the people that were competing. And and I'm just, I was, I was there with Scar and and then just like seeing Jem walk through the door. It was just such a like out of body experience almost because like we've known each other now for years online. And this is the first time I've seen your physical being in person. And it was just like almost hard to believe it was you <laughs> for a minute. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. I know what you look like. I've seen you, obviously, but like to see you in person, it was like I almost had to double take and be like, I'm, "Are you sure that's like actually her in the flesh?" I don't know. Was were you having that <laughs> so, kind of experience too, or? Uh, not not in that way. I could definitely believe that it was you, <laughs> uh, but it it was uh, it, it was amazing. I love meeting people for the first time. I feel like there's such a difference. So normally, when we're talking, like we're talking right now, we can see each other. But normally when we're, when we're making videos, we can't see each other. We have, we're missing out on a full language, like body language. Yeah. You know, we don't know what we're doing. Like we can't see each other's expressions. We can't mm -hmm. see how any of the body language, I feel like you, it, you just miss that connection so much. And it, it's so nice to finally have it. Like I, I love the first thing I did. I feel like we, we hugged and then I was like able to like tap you on the shoulder and stuff and like make jokes. And so it was just way better. It's yeah. way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Luckily she didn't have a sword for once. Cause usually that's what she does. She slices <laughs> me with the sword in Minecraft. Yeah, she's dangerous in the game. <laughs> Gemini slay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that was, it's, it's such a trip. I mean, I, I kind of felt the same way, you know, when we talked about it on the podcast, you know, met Scott major and, um, just uh, all these people that, that we've grown to know in, in a virtual world, you, you feel like immediately, uh, you, you know, them IRL, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I well, guess we talked about parasocial a little bit. It's, it's, it's different than that though. Well, it is because, well, because there's a certain, for me, I'm, I'm speaking on my behalf. There's a little, I don't even want to say anxiety, but there's a little bit of apprehension because, Sometimes you work with these people online and you develop your own optics of who they are as a person. And you have to be open to the fact that this might not actually be who they are. You have to be mm -hmm. okay with that. I, I didn't like none of that happened. Like, like my, all my experiences with, with gem online has been, you know, phasmophobia and then mm -hmm. obviously the life series and her online persona to me is this really fun, loving, really sweet character, uh, who's a lot of fun to be around. And then I met her in person and she's a fun loving, sweet character. Who's fun to be around. It's like, <laughs> like there was, unless like she's hiding something from me, but it was like, obviously she was able to, um, kind of, I don't want to say let her guard down, but was able to see a little bit more of who the real gem is, but it wasn't that different uh, from what I already yeah. thought. And so that was kind of nice. Same thing with Smajor. You know what I mean? Like he's the same person. Now I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him, but there, he's the same person in real life as he is, uh, parasocially so it was it's an interesting dynamic but you have to set yourself up for i hate to say it but you have to set yourself up for a little bit of disappointment or some shock and i felt like i experienced neither and yeah. it was, that was that was fun meeting her yeah it was... no we, we have amazing friends in real life i feel the same like everybody i meet that i've known online was like amazing but that's like, what's crazy they were awesome it is like because you know i i was in like the corporate world for 17 plus years and it, like you don't always get so lucky to have coworkers that you get along with so well, mm -hmm. you know, like, but for the most part, every content creator that I've gotten to know has just been an absolute delight to where like you, you think, oh, maybe they just put on a face on camera and that's why you like them. But then you get to know them off camera and like almost all of them, it, it's been just like, oh my gosh, you're just as 
personable and amazing off camera. This that that means you're not putting on a show for people. You know, like this is actually you. And I think that I don't know, maybe that's part of being a, a content creator. I think that's just that's you know? just YouTube. Yeah, I mean, in a corporate job, you're being hired by some guy. I don't really know how normal jobs work, but you're being hired by some person. And on here, it's audience selected, I guess, partially. Like, audience is going to watch who the good people yeah. are. So that's part of it. They select. And then also, we're picking our friends. That's right. In that, a way. Yeah. Like, so we're friends yeah. with the people that we're friends with. That is them. very true. Like we pick our coworkers, basically. That's correct. That's yeah. there's plenty. I'm sure that there's countless examples out there of creators who have worked with each other, and it not only went south, but it went as far as it can go because they were both um, very self-absorbed people. I'm I'm making up a scenario here, but I'm willing to all my money bet that this scenario has played through a million times in this world. And we are like she just said, we we get to pick our friends. I get to pick and choose <laughs> who I am working with, and and it's attract that's the types of projects I do attract a certain type of person whom I happen to be very much in lockstep with. Yeah. And so, and I, it's the same story with uh, the both of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I guess I, I wasn't super shocked that like when we met in person that we clicked just as well IRLs we did online because none of us have ever really been fake with each other ever yeah. or, or, or our audience. Yeah. I mean, our characters in, in recordings and stuff could be a maybe more amplified version of ourselves, maybe a little bit of of difference. Like we we talk about turning it on. You know what I mean? Well, it's like all the positives. Yeah. Right? You're not you're not flaunting anything negative that happened. You're you're just doing everything good, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but like most of the time, people kind of get a good feel of <clears throat> of who we are as people through because we're in front of the camera or we're on we're you know we're in front of the public a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, especially with live streaming and, and all, you know, the podcast has been, been very just vulnerable, right? Like, mm -hmm. so people really get a chance to, to know who we are in that way when they meet us in, in real life, then they're like, Oh yeah, you're just, you're exactly what I would expect kind of yeah. thing, I think. And that's what I felt like, you know, when I met you, Gem, I was like, this is, this is who I've always yay. known, you know, yeah, there, there, was, there was no like show, no pretending. It was just, and it was, it was very just, it, like it felt good. Like the whole, the whole experience just felt good. Like knowing that these people I met online were also like, kind of like real friends, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes it's hard to, to think that way when, when your whole relationship was built on the internet, you know, you're not yeah. sure. Is this a real we friendship? We are real friends now yeah. though. We met in real life. Yeah, That's kind of my barrier. Now that we're like, we're, we're <laughs> actual friends once we've met. Yeah. The physical, once the physical touch happens, <laughs> Then, mm. then we're quote unquote real friends. Yeah. Like that's an interesting way to 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 put it, but I think that's true. Like you kind of need that. Like you, once you see somebody in the flesh, you know that they're real. They're not some sort of AI or whatever you want to. It just breaks say. the barrier. I yeah. feel like like you you get so much closer to the person that like you can connect on a new level that you couldn't reach before. Yeah, I think that the word barrier was perfect. Right. It it, it kind of tears down some walls that neither party was. Um, uh, aware if they could even touch and yeah. once those walls are torn down then once you go back to make like content with that person again it's a whole new ball game yeah you know you, you know more about what makes that person tick and you know more about what mm. their cadence is because you got to experience it real time with no discord delay and and you just you learn learn more about them which is uh very very cool so Jim, you you arrive uh in vegas and this is the epicenter of people not vegas but this this convention's the epicenter of people being a part of this world. In fact, um, Impulse and I, we were approached on the street at one point. Somebody was like, I oh think my you guys gosh. are great. And we were so taken aback because the convention we hadn't even started. We weren't yet. ready. We weren't ready. We got caught off guard. Yeah. Uh, we had just we had just picked up our, our badge Thursday yeah. night so that we could go in, you know, on Friday with no no issues. And we were walking down the street and uh, you know, a couple of people stopped and or stopped us, and they're just like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, because we love you guys." And Tango, Tango was there, and, and we were just like, uh, "Thanks!" And it was yeah. like we got caught on so off guard. Well, they we didn't had, say our names, so I was like, "I don't know." Oh, what right, yeah. they didn't say our names, and so part of part of Skiz was like, "Do they actually know who we are?" Like, yeah. Oh and, my god! And I was like, god. "Oh, they definitely did," but it was just like in I felt, denial. I felt so bad because <laughs> I literally was like deer in headlights. Like I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, uh, bye. And, and yeah, yeah. 
we gotta go over here and it was so weird that we walked away and we're like oh that was rude <laughs> we should have stopped and like talked more about oh who are you you know because like we said you know they see us and we don't see them They're like we don't know who they are and we could have like stopped and be like okay uh you know maybe what's your twitch username or something and maybe we could remember them from chatting or maybe they're lurkers who knows but at the same time, I was like, man, that was that felt bad. It was cool, though. We got off guard and we didn't reciprocate anything <laughs> back to him. It felt right. Weird. It was it was a shocker. But that's what I want to know from you, Jim, is that you you mentioned in the last installment that you do uh, get recognized. Newfoundland's a little bit smaller and you do are recognized there by both people who uh, used to know you, know you now and in the third layer where they used to know you and they think, you know, you know, you even better now. When you went here, was this a bit of a shock for you? Where where was your first encounter of somebody like, oh my God, it's Jim. I, I can't believe what I'm dealing with here. Tell me about how you handled that because I personally, maybe it's because I'm just such a big dude, but people were shaking when I would put my arm around them for pictures and stuff, which maybe I thought I was about to tear them in half like a phone book or something, but, <laughs> That's but, probably it, but, yeah. but did, did you tell me about like people, what was their approach when they saw you for the first time? I think I had a different experience to you guys. First of all, I, I do meet people in real life here. So I was pretty already used to that. Like I generally, if I go to the store or something, it's pretty frequent that I'll meet somebody. So I'm not as unused to that being approached thing. Like I, I That's fine. But my first experience with fans at TwitchCon was the MCC signing. So mm. I went, um, I woke up obviously 3 a.m. I went straight to the hotel and backroom security to MCC. So nobody had a chance to meet me until I was actually there in that line. So my first interaction was very organized, I guess. So mm. it wasn't that same shock. It was expected. I knew got a sign, got to say hi, and they need to move along because it's being pushed along by Twitch staff. So it was a bit easier, I guess, of an introduction. Okay. And and you got you got um, approached plenty outside of that realm, which I got to witness, which was fun. In <laughs> fact, when Impulse was doing his Sony stream, you, Tango, and myself were having a good time just kind of hanging out and walking around and stuff. And <laughs> there's there, there actually, like, it was so much fun. I'd like, I, I, I like it when people, let me put it this way. I like it when people come up to me and they want a picture and an autograph. I love it when I see them come up to, to you, Impulse, or to, to Jim or to Tango. I, I love those moments because I like to just step back and just like watch the interaction. So I got to watch that happen with Jim a lot. There was, you know what I mean, which was really, really cool. And she was always so sweet and so kind uh, when people would come approach her. And one of my, the funniest stories I thought is that me, Jem and Tango were all standing in front of this booth that were selling these like portable green screens that were like illuminated from within. They were pretty cool. And anyways, we were just talking about it. I went and learned the price and I'm talking to Tango. I'm like, I think this might be a good idea. And then this like small crowd came up to get pictures and autographs from all of us. And we are happy to do that, all of us, and we do it, and then they leave them all. Anyways, this thing's like $49.99, and Jeb's all, back to our regularly scheduled program. Like, it was like, like this, <laughs> we've got this, like, teeny tiny I don't mob. know how Skiz does that. Skiz's <laughs> brain is incredible. Like, I get so distracted where Skiz can be having a conversation, get interrupted for, like, 15 minutes, flow right back into the conversation where I'm 15 minutes ago. Me and Tango both said they're like, Okay, he's continuing on. We got to catch up with him. He's just, <laughs> just going to keep going. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a, it was just a commercial break when people yeah. stopped by, but it was uh, his brain is incredible. Uh, and that's going to be my ringtone. So, uh, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, were, I was about to dive into something else. Oh, I was just going to say, like the the MCC experience. I just wanted to that get was your... what I was going to dive into. Yeah, okay, that's perfect. Why, that's oh, you guys we... are the same. Yeah, oh, God. It's way too many. What is sixty eight? Seven. I, did I set the clock? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. After so many, uh, it's not mess. just that. It's the They're a mess audience. Twenty. So you don't see. Plus years of knowing <laughs> each other too. Uh, yeah. Anyway, MCC. Like that was like the first thing you did. You mentioned the the signing afterwards, but it was like that event was like the first. I'm here. This is what I'm here for. Um, what was your, what was your take on the event itself? Because that was a unique experience that neither one of us has ever done. Yeah, we've been done MCC, but never, I've never been, uh, in front of people playing video games. I've always been behind the computer screen, you know, mm -hmm. and we all of a sudden feel like these professional esports kind of like people all of a sudden. God, it was incredible, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Tell me, tell me like what, how, how. What was going on in your mind? I know you you had the stream key issue, 
Um, and I think we, oh, yeah. I think we talked about that on the podcast. It was certainly stressful. Like yeah. Twitch staff had to start my stream for me. I couldn't get it to work no matter what. Because I, you guys were smart. You guys brought your stream key, but I, they told us to just bring our Twitch password. Mm. So I brought my Twitch password because I assumed we were going to log into Twitch. Yeah. And then that's not what we did. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, a little bit anxiety inducing, but like, the the staff there were so good like you just had to to ask them and they were on it like i didn't have to do anything i was fully hands off and i honestly it was an exercise in trust because i was just like you guys got it like I, <laughs> I, I i'm not gonna be anxious about this it's not in my control if i don't stream this it's not the end of the world like they're twitch staff they'll figure it out they know how to get me streaming mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not my problem yeah so it was uh, a good exercise in not panicking <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's but. it's never like good you know like having the stress of the actual like competition and event and then having like extra stuff like that layer on to that that kind of stress that you feel going in but i gotta say just watching you 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 handle it like a complete champ like um h-bomb and i we we like we got ours well h-bomb didn't get his working either he was having the same issue but, yeah he was in the uh, same but boat. he him and i we were like forget it let's we gotta go to the bathroom because we're about to sit down for three straight hours and, and compete and we came back from the bathroom and and you're backstage now and we're like oh did you get it working you're like no <laughs> like she just shrugged it off and i'm like how are you i think i even said it. i'm like how are you not freaking out right now that you're not even live yet and we're about to walk freaking on stage out a little bit but like that i i truly i try to live by this is like you just if you can't control it it's fine surrender to it it's yeah. whatever doesn't matter I, as people get so mad about like everyday stuff like being stuck in traffic like you can't get through the traffic just sit there it's fine there's nothing you can do about it yeah that's that's great <laughs> advice to live by i mean this kid has to remind me of that too sometimes so. yeah <laughs> yep. so yeah i was super impressed with that 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 you were able to just like stay super calm about that and then the event itself of course was what it was it was it was amazing i kind of expected it, was it to be like like that was an out-of-body experience but i mean you got to admit, like when they did that whole like an announcement thing and we like walked from the back through the crowd onto the stage. So cool. Did you not get chills? Like I was I got chills doing that. I think I was too sweaty to get chills, but it <laughs> was amazing. It was, it was very cool. I, that was definitely I felt the most anxious then. Like I, I have such trouble being on camera. Like I, I am surprised that I vlogged it and posted that vlog because I typically don't like that. Like I like this like body up like i can control the angle so like not not being able to control that was definitely the most anxiety inducing like i like when i'm behind the computer screen like that's the most that's the most comfortable but it was amazing i'm glad i did it yeah yeah for sure i mean skiz was in the audience with with tango they got you some some vip seats and stuff so that you guys could could make it although the vips the uh <laughs> their vip seats were like the apparently the worst angle possible to even see us but to see um, specifically your team but yeah, yeah i'd like to know like skiz what were your i know we talked about a little bit on the podcast but what, what was like what was that for you like seeing us walk out in the crowd and, and stuff I well mean, you know that's that's fair i i you know, I've always, I feel like I've always been your biggest champion since the beginning of this. So any sort of success you've had has been fun for me to watch and watching that you and, and Jim and Scar and, and, uh, H-bomb, uh, come out at the same time and the crowd going nuts. I just, I, I just couldn't believe it was just so, I was so proud. It was so much fun. It was so cool. And I remember I filmed it. I took a lot of, I took a lot of video and pictures of things that you were doing so I could send them to your mom. Cause I know you're not going to yeah. do that stuff. I know she appreciates <laughs> it. So like when you were doing the Sony one, I took a bunch of pictures and sent it to her and she was, you know, very grateful, but I, I, it's fun for me to be distanced and do that. Right. I, I, let me put it this way. I feel like somebody has got to be entertaining that I feel jealousy and it's in this, it's weird dynamic, dude, in this particular dynamic, I don't like none. You know what I mean? Like, how about this? If you weren't in it and you were just sitting with me, I probably have been jealous of the people who are in it. Hmm. But since you were in it, I'm like, no, this, that's all I care about. Look at, look at my boy go. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it was so much, so cool to watch. That's so cute. Yeah. It was. And well, I had no idea he was sending the stuff to my mom. In fact, like I, I was, I was a terrible child, a terrible kid to my, I, I didn't, I told my mom I was going to a convention, but I didn't exactly explain 
what was happening, that I was going to be on stage doing this, you know, doing these kind of events, the Sony thing. I didn't tell her about any of that stuff. Basically, she just thought I was just going to some random convention, you know, I wasn't actually like part of stuff. Um, what about you, Jem? Did you did you tell your parents like exactly? Did they understand what was going to happen with you? Yeah, there? I sent them the link. I sent them the link, and I sent both of my grandparents the link so to they their mainstream and also to my stream. They watched but you then, go on live. Like my grandparents watch my stuff anyway. Like oh. they they'll look at my sub number. Like my grandpa is the best. Like <laughs> and he was actually he was very sad when when you tick over a certain amount of subs now. You can't watch the individual numbers anymore, right? Yeah. It just goes it goes away. But they took that. It's something they took away like a couple of years ago. And he was so sad when they took that away because every time I would see him, he would tell me my exact amount of subs. <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. Now he it goes up a lot slower now because you can't see the exact numbers. Like every 10,000, you get to see it. <laughs> that but, is so yeah, it's very cool. cute. So they, they know everything that I do. They'll probably even see this podcast if I had to guess. I won't send it to him. They'll find it. That's awesome. <laughs> let's park. Let's park the grandparents talk for a second. Not not that we're going to dive into it. We are going to, but later. I want to finish my, my our Twitch TwitchCon. Okay. And then I want to mm-hmm. I want to get more into that because that was there was something there was a magical moment there I want to talk about. But we, you guys, you wrap up MCC, and I I had seen Jem from a distance as you know back and forth between the and like I said I couldn't see a whole lot of you guys with the monitors in front of you. But you guys wrap up, and it, what a what a fun experience that was. We made a joke about how you guys all hid in that center and the, the fun you guys had. And I, I get to see Jem and give her a hug for the first time well after the fact because Tango and I went back to the room or whatever. And we found out that all of us instantly learned, and this was actually the title of our, last, of our second TwitchCon episode, was we all genuinely enjoy each other. And it seemed to happen pretty quick. Like you, me, Joker, Tango, Cub, Gem, Scar. Like it was like everybody just really, really got along. And it wasn't lost on me that like Gem, it was it's it was basically it was you, and then like a it was like a bunch of old guys. You know what I mean? Like, dudes. like yeah, just a bunch you of old dudes. You guys are my dudes. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, and she was and it was funny because I was aware. I mean, you just. You know, you're not that much older than my daughter, and she's my youngest. You're only two years older, I believe, than my oldest son, right? So I was like, I just, I see a lot of, I saw a lot of my daughter in you, and it was like, this is Vegas, and there's a lot of good people here, and there's a lot of not-so-good people here. And I don't know how this happened, but why in the hell was Jem staying in a completely different hotel? You know, like they're so far away from us. It's skill issue. (laughs) We had we had some sort of some sort of breakdown to where we were all in the MGM, and then she was across, like way far away. I forgot the convention center. I forgot the hotel already. Which one were you in? Renaissance. I was in walking distance of the convention, which is why I book there. Okay. Well, sounds like a skill issue with us. Then we probably should have been (laughs) walking distance (laughs) of the convention center, but. Uh, but it was still it was still one of those things where it was like, you know, we all wanted to know that you were getting back and forth safe and you seemed very, very comfortable. But did you feel did you feel God, out of place is not the word. Did you feel like you were missing something? Would you have per- preferred one of us to maybe also be a girl in our 20s? Would that have made the experience <laughs> a little bit more enjoyable? For you? I don't think you would have had to be in your 20s. No, but yeah, I mean, one 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 of your wives being there might have been fun, like. A little extra connection. But no, I, I didn't feel like that was missing at all. Like, I like you guys. You guys, my dudes. Yeah. My favorite dudes. <laughs> you, you, you said something on, on, I don't know if it was your vlog or somewhere else about. Yeah, the three uh, dads. Three dads, because it it's, it's typically me, Skiz, and Tango together. Um, and then, then we were watching out for you, you know? It's like. Uh, wanted to make sure, of course, if you were traveling alone, that that you know we, yeah, we heard you guys back were from you. So and stuff. cute, you guys were like text when you get home, but then Skiz <laughs> would be like texting me before I got home to make sure I got home to be like, it's okay, I'll get there. I'll yeah. text you when I get there. <laughs> so still so in cute. the taxi, Skiz. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> so cute. No, you guys, you guys were amazing. I nothing felt out of place or weird. Like obviously, it's nice to have other women and a more gender i don't know everybody's a bit more mixed but it, it, you guys didn't make me feel weird about that it was nice it was good that's good good yeah that's i good. mean 
Yeah, like Skiz said, you know, like we both have, have daughters and stuff. And so we get a little protective, especially being around um, somebody that's uh, that feel like it felt like you might be feeling a little bit, a little bit alone because of where you were, like in the hotel situation and stuff like that. And then also being the only kind of like female yeah. in our group. So definitely I feel like some dad instincts did kick in a little bit there. Right. Well, I but <laughs> let me be very forthcoming here. I'm a old guy, old, big dude in my 40s. <laughs> I would not have been super comfortable going there by myself. True. I was glad I was with my two boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so that's that's where I that's where sort of my anxiety was on high alert. And I remember and I and I remember thinking to myself, so like right now as we speak, I'm doing this, but Jem, you said out like my brain can like do this thing where it goes back and forth between things. I'm here. Yeah. My brain is also uh, with my daughter right now, who I know is is on an hour and a half drive in New York back to her apartment because of what she had to do. She left yesterday. She's come back today. I can't help but my brain also be there. So when Jem was in Vegas with us, I've never met Jem's dad, who apparently is only, I guess, what, 11 minutes older than me, according to Jem. But I <laughs> but I, I never met, I never met her dad, <laughs> but I sort of tried to kind of channel him like as in. If I was her dad, I would really hope somebody over there was keeping an eye out for my daughter. Yeah. You know, I would I would hope that. And 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 I know that it was annoying to her. I know, but she never showed <laughs> it. It wasn't. It wasn't. There was, there was, was no, zero annoyance. I like making fun of you because it's funny. And I, I did I did feel a little bit awkward. And and Skiz knows this because um, after I think it was after the MCC party where you had to take a, a Uber or whatever back to your hotel by yourself. Him and I, I didn't realize that he had said the same exact thing to you about like, hey, <laughs> make sure when you get back, you let us know you made it back safe. And then I end up saying the same thing. And then later we find out we both did that. And I was all, oh, man, this is this could be I don't know if it's annoying to her or weird or, or what. Like, I remember no, it wasn't like, weird. Oh, we should have maybe amazing. worked this out. And just one of us actually like took responsibility for this. But yeah, it was kind of funny. Well, that's what made it interesting no, is that cutest. I remember thinking that too. Like, this might be annoying. I don't give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. You don't care. You don't care. It's yeah. like, I don't care what she thinks we're going to watch out for. Okay, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you, you guys are awesome. But I have to say, everybody is too. Like, I was yes. there a night without you guys. And the friends that I was with that night were also doing the same thing. So it's. It's not your age, even though I make fun of you for it. It's just, you know, <laughs> you're being nice. You're being good people, good humans. Well, okay, so the MCC wraps up. We move on. And let me ask you this. I mean, my favorite part of the whole experience, I'll be honest with you, it really, it, it is, I don't know. It, it's a toss-up between the amazing times we all got to have together, whether it was Top Golf or the dinner, and then also meeting all the fans and being able to, I, I like signing autographs. I like taking pictures with, with people. I like seeing the smiles on their face. Do you have a moment of the TwitchCon experience, Jim, that was like, that was the pinnacle. That was my favorite moment uh, of that whole chapter. The first day. I don't think any other day beat that first day. MCC straight into signing okay. all those autographs and doing all those pictures. Like that was probably the peak of my life. Like, I don't know if I could beat that again, just because it was <laughs> like the first time. So like, even if I do do it again, like, you're not going to beat that first time you experience something like that. Like yeah. that was just incredible and so humbling. And just all the people, everything they said, meeting the kids that come came down the line. Like, oh, it's, I, it's so, it's so incredible. So humbling. So I don't even have words. It's, it's, hard, just, it's, hard, it's hard to put it into words. Yeah. You, yeah. End up, you end up feeling something that all sorts of, for me anyways, a lot of things, Here's what here's what goes through my head. Tell me if you guys feel this. When people come up and they want the stuff and they they want, is it out? We lost the camera. How long ago? I don't know. All right, we lost the camera. We got it back up and running. A little bit, little bit of issue there, but we're we're in control. We're gonna pick up right where we left off, and that's what we're gonna do. Jim, what I was saying is that when people come up and they want my autograph and they want to do this, this was a very interesting uh, dynamic of the the TwitchCon experience is that I feel several different things all at once. And I'm I'm curious to actually get both your guys' take on this. I feel very gleeful that all these people want to meet and do this. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um I feel really good about myself that that I'm interesting enough to these people. And I possibly above all feel like a bit of a fraud the whole time. Like this makes doesn't make any sense. Like the, how does all these people 
want to have some time with me. And if I, I don't, I'm not suggesting that either one of you feel that way, but I'm curious to get your guys' take. I'm going to start with Jem that when you have these mobs of people that they just want a piece of Jem, they want your <laughs> autograph, they want the pictures, they want all the good stuff. Where are all the different emotions going through you in that time? Yeah, you have imposter syndrome. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> That's nice. Um, I yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm feeling grateful. I think is the word that can fully sum it up. Just just very grateful for all of the people. And I don't think there's another word that I could find right now. Anyways, that could possibly sum it up better. It was crazy to see. Even imposter syndrome, though. Like that that (laughs) three hour like signing session we did after the three hour MCC. You know, that's six hours of, of very draining stuff. And it's, it's kind of put it like they want a piece of you. And it sometimes can feel like that because, you know, we're, we're, we're giving energy uh, to everybody. And we're trying to do our best to, to um, you know, from the starting of the line to the end of the line, have that same, same energy and same enthusiasm for everybody that we meet. And a big part of that, at least for me, was like because of how cool the experience is, it's easy to like get that energy because – that because it's so cool it's like yeah, such yeah. a like it's such a cool experience but <laughs> after it was all said and done and and uh we had you know that that after party to go to uh and the reason i thought of this is because you said you know they wanted a piece of her jim you about passed out <laughs> on the table <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that had anything to do with meeting fans, though. I think that had yeah. more to do with flying for twelve hours That's, and waking yeah. up at three a.m. Yeah, that and was it a long being day. like four a.m. at home when it's <laughs> midnight. She's in like Vegas. Lay, laying her head down, basically on the table and looking at me, like, "Can we uh, just go back and go to bed for the night? Like, I'm tired." Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. So, all right, so I, I kind of I want to talk. I think I. Honestly, I could talk about TwitchCon forever, but I think we've sort of we've gotten every drop between out of it. Yeah. our two segments between our of this two podcast, and the, exactly, your vlog. Exactly. Yeah, I it's, think most of it's been been covered. I wasn't sure if there was anything that you either didn't put in your vlog that vlog that you want to talk about, or after listening to the podcast, wanted to uh, correct us on. I, I always assume no, that I misremember I mean, events, so we didn't do that much in the grand scheme of things. It was like two and a half packed days yeah. so like how much can you do it went by right. so <laughs> like, quick right. we did it all and i think we talked about it all yeah definitely had a good time but something that you mentioned was that you provided the links to mcc to your family and to your your grandparents and you had mentioned that your grandparents watch uh, a lot of the stuff that you do and i think that th- this is something that i have um actually a tremendous jealousy of for a lot of the planet is that i i never really had grandparents right like i i when i was born one had already passed and one passed before I had the ability to have memory. And then a third one passed at the very beginning of your ability to have memory. So I have literally one memory of, of him. And then the other one did live for a while and, and, but passed when I was a a teenager. And so for the very longest time I had no grandparents. And when I see um, this type of stuff, it's, 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 I think it's just so charming and just so wonderful. And, and something about, uh, the way Jem said that your grandparents watch everything. Tell me about how that is, how your family accepts what you do and, and the pride that you, they must feel for, for who you are and what you've done. Yeah. I, I mean, my grandparents, they don't understand a single thing that I do, but they, they do enjoy talking about it. And I try to send them pictures and provide context to what I'm doing in some form to like explain to them what's going on. I still don't think they get it, but they're proud of it either way. And I really appreciate the support because I think that grandparents have a perspective that parents don't have. My parents, when I started this, were a little bit more panicky on the <laughs> side of like, hey, please don't quit school. Please do, please, <laughs> please get a traditional job. Like you have to make money. You have to live. Whereas my grandparents maybe also felt that stress but they didn't show it like they had that more experience of like eh, she got this like they had a, it felt like they had a lot more trust in what I was doing and I think that that's just from the life experience and the slight more distance than my parents had my poor parents were just like we paid for college please finish it <laughs> yeah yeah and what were you going to college for I started out doing uh, marine biology, and then I dropped that and moved on to medical laboratory sciences. 
And which is a diploma. You it, take blood. Why did you what, tell me about the tell me what got you first into marine biology and then what caused the shift? Uh well, so we talked about how I started YouTube or my channel when I was 14. And mm -hmm. I think that I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up and that I could have been anything and I would have been happy. Like truly, I, I thought about teacher. I thought about vet. I thought about like all the classic things that you could want to be when you grow up. And I it got to a point when I was like 19 where I was like, I gotta do something like I, I, <laughs> something's got to work. And I was still doing YouTube at this point, but it's not paying the bills. So I, I went to, um, I went to university and I decided, you know, I really like biology. I really like science. I'll study that for a while. And then I did study it for a while. And then I went to a professor one day and was like, okay, I'm doing this, right? I'm in my third year. Now I graduate next year. What are the job prospects? Like what's next? And he was like, you PhD. <laughs> like yeah, there's more school. You, yeah. You don't work <laughs> in marine biology with a, a bachelor. Like that's not a thing. So I was like, okay, what can I go into where I finish it and I work? And the answer is, you know, trade or trade adjacent stuff. And that's where medical laboratory science comes in. And I, I just applied not just to medical laboratory science. I applied to a bunch of stuff because it all had wait lists, like three, four, five year wait lists. And I was like, let's just get into something. Let's get into something where I can actually start working because I'm not doing a PhD. <laughs> that's that's not in the cards for me. I like school, but not that much. Um, so I, I got accepted after a couple of years on the wait list into medical laboratory science. And I went to study that. And that is perfectly coincides because I had like a summer there, like between the transition from marine biology to medical laboratory science, where I actually it was the first summer that I didn't work a student job. I worked mm. YouTube. So this was the transition of like, now YouTube is paying the bills. Now YouTube is fully paying for my diploma. YouTube fully paid for me to go study medical laboratory science. Like it paid my rent and it paid uh, like anything that I needed, books, anything. So it was this really weird transition phase where by the time I was graduating medical laboratory science, I was in my work term, I was invited to Hermitcraft. And it was like, and now I, I have to finish this thing. But I was truly at like the peak of my career in 2020, 2021-ish, 2020, really. Um, my, my YouTube channel was exploding, like almost a million subscribers. I was doing YouTube from my grandparents' basement during COVID, where I would wake up every morning, go to the hospital to work a full like shift. It was as a student, so I wasn't getting paid there. But I was doing everything that the technologists do. Um, just learning under them basically. And then I would come home, eat supper, shower off, get all the COVID off me out of the study. I had exams every three weeks, study for the exams. You have to get above a 60 or you fail out of the program and you don't get a second chance. It's a very brutal program. Um, so I, I would study for a couple hours and then I would go into my grandparents' basement. My nan has like an art room in her basement that she converted. She threw a, like a desk in there and she would have like snacks in there and I would record for a couple hours. And I did that every day for that whole winter until I started Hermitcraft. It was the hardest thing ever, but it was, it was amazing. I think that's also tying into your other question, why my grandparents support me so much. Like mm. I was literally doing it with them there, there like during COVID, like that was huge. That's crazy. That is that's, really cool. That's a cool story, man. Yeah. So they saw firsthand just how hard you were working at that. And they must've seen obviously how bad you wanted the, the YouTube thing to work because to yeah. go through what you just went through all day long and then still find the energy to record for YouTube at night when you were probably dead tired and just wanted to sleep because you knew the next day was going to be the same thing again. Um, they, they had to have seen that. And then that makes sense now. Like why, when you talk about how they support you the way they do, uh, they, they, yeah, they must mean, just be super proud that you've accomplished what you have. The passion that I think you have to have to do that is powerful i i wish and i know you shouldn't have any regrets in life but i regret not dropping out of school i i really do and i know that that sucks to say because you want to be the inspiration of like <laughs> yeah stay in school but like god i really didn't need to do that second degree like <laughs> we, we really didn't need to go do that like i should i wish i don't wish that i dropped out i guess like i'm, I'm glad that i finished that program and i loved working in the hospital like i would not want to give back that experience but i wish more than anything that I believed in myself. Like when I was in that summer and I was making enough money to pay the rent, 
like let's just let's just do that for a little while like mm -hmm. let's believe in ourselves and what we want to do instead of like needing backup <clears throat> plan on backup plan yeah but you know I, i'm gonna challenge that for a second because i can understand where you're coming from everything in life is 2020 in retrospect like just that's just the way it is right and sometimes we make decisions that were they were they were the wrong decision and noticeably the wrong decision at the time. There's not a chance, not a chance you could have possibly known at that time that I'm definitely going to make it. If I drop out of school, personally, I think it was not only the prudent decision to finish, but it was, I, I can't imagine any other decision even being on the table. That's me personally, but uh, I'm obviously the world is glad that you were able to squeeze out of that and glad that uh, the pressures that you were feeling at that time to do both weren't enough to make you have to, necessarily pick one over the other uh, or give up yeah, the YouTube. I was lucky, entirely. I think, right? Like yeah. I, I didn't go into that job working. I just graduated as a student. So I didn't have a hard transition of going from one job to another. Like I went from student who you can't work full time very easily as a student anyways, at least not in what I was doing where I had to do a work term at the hospital straight to YouTube. So it, it, it was a little bit easier of a transition, I think, than if I had been working a full time job and had to quit so a job with benefits, right? Yeah. That's much harder. Yeah. So what do you, let's pretend the YouTube thing doesn't work. Actually, no, let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> let's pretend uh, YouTube was, you never even did it for whatever reason. You never even started. Let's just pretend that because I, I do want to point something out about, about Jim that I'm, I'm digging. I, I really, 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 really like your confidence and it's very real and the whole thing in the first one, she's like, oh, they're doing that. I could do that. Like, all I could hear in my head was, anything you can do, I can do better. I yeah. can do anything better <laughs> Not better. No. Just, I can also do it. No, I know. But, yeah, no, but I like it. Like, you never um, shut yourself out of opportunities. And that's going to bode very, very well for you for the foreseeable future. But if YouTube had never presented itself, would you just be in a lab? Just doing the medical stuff, what would you be doing right now? I think now? so. Yeah. I, I think that I would be doing that. And I think that I would be happy doing that. But I think that I would also be doing something creative on the side. Like, I I don't think that I'm meant just for sciences. I think that I did that because I'm quite good at school and it's the easy, easy thing to do. Like, it's you go into the sciences and it's, I don't know, like, my parents are both nurses. And I think in traditional, in the traditional sense, like, it's very easy to be proud of somebody who's going in and doing all these cool degrees and sciences and stuff and getting this pretty typical job. And it's a, it's a little bit more difficult when your kid is like, I'm going to play video games for a living. <laughs> like that, yeah, that's going to be like, yeah. I, I'll be proud of that, but maybe not yet. Like, <laughs> let's see how it goes, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, it's a tough thing in that sense. But I think that if it, YouTube didn't work out, I would be painting. I love painting. I do oil and acrylic paintings on the side. And this is another thing where uh, I, in high school, we went on a Europe trip. Went to Italy and Switzerland. And in Florence, Italy, walking around, there were these street artists. And they were painting, you know? Like, there was people spray painting. There was people doing, like, watercolors, acrylics, just on the street. Super quick. And we bought a bunch of them. And I have them here in my office. And I remember looking at them and going... I could do that. <laughs> right. And I did. I, I came home as like a 17, 18 year old, bought cans of spray paint. And I learned how to do that spray painting technique. Wow. And I learned how to do watercolors. And I learned how to do acrylic. And I'm not as good as those artists. And I'm not going to go to Italy and start being a street artist, even though I think that's so cool. But I do think that even if I didn't do YouTube, I would still want to do something artistic. And that's actually my plan if YouTube ever didn't work out. I want to have like, I want to go to like the farmer's market and be selling like my little arts and crafts in a stand. Like, I think that that is just the coolest little job to do. It's just, oh, it's awesome. I love people who do that. I was going to ask, I like, I, I like, I like getting to that part of, of like, what's beyond YouTube for, for you because and you, you already answered it, but like, because that is something one, I think a lot of creators in general, uh, and, and more than creators obviously worry about is like what's next you know because mm -hmm. everything must come to an end you know it's everything because constantly reminds people that uh, of that uh, fact you mm -hmm. know everything must come to an end so this whole journey that we're on right now it's been uh, obviously quite the ride but you know thinking about okay if it does come to an end is there going to be something next for me that i yeah. will be happy doing 
and and that can that can be daunting for some people but it sounds like for you not so much you like you've got such a, well, a great outlook on that like oh i'll just do this and i'll be happy doing that you know yeah like, that's so great yeah i i don't agree with like there's something in this industry where like people are constantly expecting it to come crashing down at every moment and i think yeah. that if you went to work like if i went to work in the lab and every single day my coworkers said to me you might be fired tomorrow I wouldn't be able to function. I wouldn't be able to work. It was for some reason we work like that in this job. We're like, this could go away. I'm like, I'm, I refuse. Like, we're not doing that. Like, it's not going to go away tomorrow. It may go away, but it's not going away tomorrow. Like, mm -hmm. let's relax a little bit here. <laughs> like, you would hope it would I just be feel like I, coming, I can't yeah. function under that. Like, yeah. that's an insane thing to, to worry about. So I have things that I would like to achieve in my life. And obviously, if I have the financial stability to be able to go into something artistic, be an artist, like I mentioned, or maybe write a book, like I mentioned, or if I don't have that and I need to go back and work in the hospital, like that's, those are great scenarios, but I'm not worrying about them right now. That's fantastic. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Like, like constantly worrying about that is just going to, um, almost ruin the, the moment, right? Like we always try to remind people like to live in the moment. And if you're too worried about like what's in front of you, you're not currently in the moment. Right. Yeah, I think there's a balance there. Like, obviously, be prepared, but also don't don't panic every day about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, so, I, I guess the last question I have for you is: is your parents right? They they were they're probably happy to see that you did finish your degree, but you probably mm -hmm. at some point had to break that news that hey, look, even though this was the path, I'm going to go on this path. How'd they take that? How was that conversation? It wasn't much of a conversation, to be honest. Like, I, 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 at this point, I had, I felt like, and I, it might, it's not true, I'm sure, but I felt like at the time I had just gone through all that school for them. I was not, I did not go to that school because I wanted to do it. I went to it because I, I felt like I had to, like, I felt like that's what they would have wanted. And that was the smarter choice. And I agree with it. And they make very smart choices. And I love my parents, but I, at, once I graduated, I was like, I'm done now. Now I'm doing what I want to do. Like now we are doing what Jem wants to do. And Jem is not applying to work in any hospitals. Like I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I just got an email today that was like, your first aid's expiring. And I'm like, thank God I'm done. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm not refreshing any of that. Wow. <laughs> like we're, we are out. Okay. Okay. So let me see. Let me do this. I, I am, I am in your parents' corner. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to say that yeah. in case your parents are watching right now, I completely understand why they had the disposition that they did 100%. And because this particular field is obviously finicky, there's no guarantee. And, and I would argue that sort of the luxury that you, you had was the fact that some of the proof was already in the pudding when you had to make a decision to go left or right. If there's a kid, if, if, if one of my kids at a younger age has done nothing of the sort, none of the YouTube stuff and just wanted to quit and go do this, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, maybe you might, but that's what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So the fact that they compelled you to finish or that you felt compelled to finish, I'm going to say good job, mom and dad, good job, mom and dad, because <laughs> yeah. there was no telling where this was going to go. It's, yeah. it's this, you were able to make it happen. All of this, any sort of success that anybody feels there's always a degree of luck that comes with it in this, in this world, mm -hmm. but you also Absolutely. have to have, you have to have the it you have to have, it, and you obviously have it. You're very, very good. So just good job, Jem's parents. I just want to say good job <laughs> to Jem's parents. That, that must have not been easy, but also good job to you for, for seeing YouTube and your future for what it was going to be, what it can be. And I'm going to take a little page out of her book. Next time I see somebody do something cool, I'm going to say, I can do that. I'm going to start doing that. that, that, that <laughs> that's probably a healthy way to do it. Did you do any theater as a kid? No, not really. I did like a public speaking once in high school and I wanted to be in the drama class, but my uh, English teacher didn't really like me. So I didn't really get into much in, in that uh, sense. I, I stuck to the sciences. I really did. I wish I didn't, but I, and that's another thing. I, when I was in school, my parents wanted me to be a music class, but I wanted to be an art. So mm -hmm. I was in music class, but now I don't play any instruments and I do do art. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> It's an interesting, it's an interesting balance there. <laughs> so you did, you did, 
you role play, you're expressive, you wanted to do drama, and for the, the teacher didn't like her. I don't get that. Whoever well, like you have him. to audition. Like you can't. Oh, 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 oh. Skiz wants the name of this teacher. I don't. Uh, I don't know their address, their phone. No, I was a very shy kid. Like the teacher was correct. Like I was very introverted and shy. Mm. Like I, I'm sure I wasn't doing a great job. You were you were introverted and shy, and you wanted to be in drama. Teacher did the wrong thing. I'm telling you right now, that's just an untapped source. That's my opinion. Um, so is that anything that you missed? You kind of wish you did a little bit because I did theater, and I, it's one of my favorite chapters of my entire life. I love. I love theater very much. I did it as a, as a child. Uh, do you feel like there's a little hole there? You wish you had that to talk about? I do wish that I did more arts stuff for mm. sure, but I, I loved performing and I was a figure skater. So I did Whoa. different figure skating and I did competitions and we did like ice shows and stuff. So it would be in the center of the ice surrounded by a crowd in that way instead of in the drama way. So I guess that filled the hole uh, a little bit. Yeah. Hundred percent. Do you ever want to get? Do when's the last time you you were on ice? Let's go. Couple years, probably. You still got? I don't it? do it very regularly now. Could you? Could you? Could you jump in the air and do a twirl? Probably, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> I would eat it so hard if I did that. Too. I yeah, I've never ice skated in my life. Ugh. It's so Crazy. fun. Crazy. There's another little tidbit that we had no idea. No, I had idea. no idea. Did you, you and Tango talk about the fact that he's a hockey player? No, we actually didn't have that conversation. Oh, they could make their own little your movie. Your the life. cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. No. No. Well, you know what I'm no. saying. That's Figure skater and ice skater. Skiz. All right. This, I, listen, I never saw the movie. Okay, and I'm just not remembering what's about yeah, to show up. Yeah, now you remember. Yeah, we're moving on. Weird. <laughs> we're moving on. So, where? Where's? What, such an unfair question, but let's have some fun with it. Where is Jem in? You're, she's young enough. I can actually say 15 years. Where are you in 15 years? <laughs> 15 years. So how old am I? 40. As old as you guys, maybe. <laughs> Ouch. <sighs> yeah, that was good. Sorry, had to. Had to. Uh, yeah, um, I, I loved her that softball. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I'm 40 something, I, I don't know. I want to be. An author of a book or a painter. I want to. I want to. I want to have a family. I want to have more dogs. I. I'm uh, hopefully. I'm still making videos. Whether those videos make money or not, don't really care. If not videos, then maybe just home videos, vlogs, things to hold on to for memories. I want to always have a have a camera in my hand for sure. Everything. Wow. That's a hard. That's came, a tough yeah, question. Of course it is, but everything yeah. came down to that. That she wants to keep creating. Creating. Yeah. yeah. Being a creative. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough like to to know obviously what's ahead of us in fifteen years is is I would have never guessed fifteen years ago that I'd be here, you know. Mm -hmm. So to to be able to try to figure out what I'm gonna do fifteen years from now is just beyond me. But you know what you want and that's what's important. Because you can yeah, do you guys make it uh have a question for you guys. Uh -oh. Do you have any advice? For a 27-year-old? I do. Um, boy, this is interesting. I, I, well, I, I need to stop envisioning myself when I was 27 because, wow, what a moron. But uh, <laughs> I honestly, honestly, Jem, this is my advice, not for a 27-year-old. My advice for you mm -hmm. uh, is to trust your instincts. And I say that because, honestly, like, she, she reminds me of, a lot of mumbo to where she's she's wise beyond her years she really really yeah. is she has certain approaches and dispositions on certain matters where i'm like that's that doesn't come from the mind of somebody in their 20s mm -mm. and so that's very impressive so and you're you, you mentioned how what you did in school and it's pretty it's pretty apparent that your brain works very very well um it's it's apparent that your heart works well and they work well together at a young age so i think that's very good so your instincts are already going to be better than most and and just just trust your instincts on what you think is going to be the next best step. If I if I didn't firmly believe that your instincts were going to continue to drive you in the right direction, I would not be saying this. I'd be saying something that was a little bit more direct in regards to this is what you should do in this situation or that situation. But I'm not going to say that because I just have that much faith in you that whatever scenario you find yourself in, 
your instincts will 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 give you the right answer. So the worst thing you can do is to ignore what you what you already feel or know. And this is just for her though. You know. Thank you, Skits. Yeah. I say, if I was talking to my 27 year old stuff, I would say all your instincts do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough question to for me to answer because a lot of the things I think you're already, that I would advise is stuff you're already doing. Uh, at least based off of our conversation today and in the past, it's like you, it doesn't feel like you're somebody who isn't living in the now. You are. And, and that, I think, mm-hmm. for, for me, is something I'm still learning. Um, and so mm-hmm. anytime I see somebody that, that's not living in the now, and I know I, I missed a lot of the now because I was always looking forward instead of just enjoying you know, the whole stop and smell the roses scenario, uh, that I, I actually missed a lot because I was always just thinking about what's mm-hmm. next, not what's happening. And it seems like you got your you got a good head on your shoulders and, and you are living the now. You are recognizing that these moments are precious and you're taking it all in. And so, um, yeah, I got I think you're on, I think you're going to be great. I think you like you, you're doing everything as far as I can tell, like the, the right way. And like Skiz said, you're wise beyond your years. It took it took me and I'm still like I said, I'm still working on it and I'm in my 40s. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just just keep doing what you're doing and everything's going to be absolutely fine no matter where life takes you yep absolutely thank you dads <laughs> yeah and don't ever be afraid to reach out either let's yeah. just because i say trust your instincts doesn't mean that you're always going to have the answer um so reach out anytime any anytime as you know but uh i want to say that jem it is i it's been a delight having you on the show thank you for giving up your time and uh, and being with us, it's a much longer day than most of our guests because we had so many so technical many issues. Technical you want to tell issues. people that we've been here for four hours? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had so, so many technical issues. You were just sorry. Uh, no, I'm so happy to be here, and it was funny watching you guys work out your technical issues. Oh issue. my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, She thinks that after 67 episodes, we were so unprofessional that we can't even get our equipment to work right. And oh, it was just <laughs> everything went haywire in yeah. one day. But. It's been it's been it's been my week. It's probably my my problem, my fault, you know. No. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for your patience, and, and it was just a blast having you on and getting to know you even Thank more. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This we, was amazing. It's always good to chat with you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, well, like we said, we took up a lot, most of your day. You're losing daylight, so we'll let you get back. I'm sure Winnie needs a walk and stuff, and I got a, I got a, I got an MCC it's competition dark. in a few minutes, so I got to get going, too. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh it is oh dark in there. it's so dark in there <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Uh, but yeah yeah hopefully we can do this again sometime and it's been a pleasure having you thank you so much for for spending time with us today thank you jim thank you okay see you later see you